Yo. Guten Tag, Freyland. Welcome to November Foxtrot episode 139. Uh, tonight we're going to be doing an Airsoft Milsim Q&A. Uh, hello everybody. Welcome, welcome. Hi Andy, welcome. how are you? We're showing my minute that one. We cannot join Balance tonight. He's unfortunately got a work meeting. so uh, And he's been moving the... bales of hay. Yeah, that's the most random message just came in. <laughs> just literally is like, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely shagged guys because uh just been moving all of these and it's just pictures of hay bales um which was quite strange and, and a landy and we we're like okay yeah as you do mate as classic you do. classic lance um <laughs> yeah. hi kenny hi pony tony fresh meat kieran paulus wales pegasus richard daz marky mark les les right uh james mcmary rage good evening good evening i apologize that we are a little bit late basically and this makes sense in a second we started having a chat just between us about <laughs> webbing sets um and then didn't realize what the time was and then we were like oh let's just have this chat on the show um yes. so we'll do that after the news <laughs> well we might as well talk about it in the news because you've just bought it or as the news um, yes so let's roll into the news news News. There we go. It's the news. None of us have a fancy background like Lance. I've got my um. I need to get a new oh. cabinet. Actually, uh, this is that. This this is a dual cabinet system. So I've got one over the other. You can just about sort of make that in the background. The other one's got a massive gash in the middle of it. Um, oh yeah, that was your um, glory hole. It's formed. It? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's formed <laughs> by. Uh, a series of smaller camnets that have effectively been sewn together or like little ties at the time together and the ties have all fallen out. Um, so rather than time. fix it, I just bought another one and put it over the top. Um, but I might change the colour. I was thinking we could have a, well, a different why don't you background. Just... I reckon you should go desert. I could go desert. Maybe I'll get like different ones for different seasons. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, news-wise, uh, Andy, you might as well go first and we'll talk about webbing sets. <laughs> Well, no, no, we'll leave the webbing set till last. Have okay. you got any purchases? Is, is, is? I've got a purchase. So I've bought some Ooh. weighted plates. Um, I didn't show these on the show last week. These are from Wolverson Fitness. Uh, they are curved. Um, for your pleasure. <laughs> for my pleasure. So they have a slight... Because I was quite interested to find that a lot of... The, it's quite hard to get curved plates. They're not... They're not avidly available. Um, obviously, these aren't ballistic ones because they've got a whacking great big hole in the middle. Um, so you're only really lucky if you get shot there. Um, <laughs> it's not going to give you any, get any ballistic protection. But they are slightly scored on one side to You can just about make out the scoring on the video. There we go. Um, and they're sort of bent along those lines, so you kind of get a bit of curvature going on. Yeah. Um, they are two and a half kilos. So I've got back and front. And... I've not actually had a chance to properly use them yet. I've walked around the house in them, give them a little bit of a test. I've got them in an old Condor rig at the moment. Let me just grab that up. So it's just an old Condor rig. This was the one I used to use before I swapped over to my Warrior Assault Systems, uh, where it is, DCS. Um, my plan is to get used to wearing the weight first before yes. I randomly just rock up to an event with the extra weight in. I've seen a few people, um, Pony Tony being one, unfortunately, bought a set of weighted plates and went over in his ankle. Um, mm. Not main, not probably because he was, wasn't was used to the weight. I think he went down a rabbit hole. 
but my, my but then you're not used to dealing with that way. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So you um, can't. Even I mean, I have, I have a slight advantage because obviously I'm I'm used to dealing with a lot of weight normally, <laughs> but not the extra weight. Yeah, um, carrying in Lance. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Oh, I just meant. I just meant. I just meant like this. Oh, um, physically. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've been doing some training sessions um, with a small group of guys. That sounds really dodgy, but um, sort of just doing some skills and bits and pieces like that. So my plan is to try and wear them for those a little bit first and then start running them at events. So, for example, I'm not running them at NAF, as Edward just mentioned. Um, Price-wise, I, I will dig out the price. Uh, they were £20. Oh, they're actually reduced now. Um, the ones I bought were that's irritating. Forty pounds, forty pounds for the two, and they were twenty pounds each. Um, mm. If you want to buy just one, you can also do the five kilo ones, which apparently they now have in stock. I didn't get the five kilos because <laughs> um, they weren't in stock at the time, but now they are. Um, they are full metal. <laughs> you can get uh, composite ones, but these are proper, you know, chunky bit of metal. Um, and I thought that the, the inlay was quite cool. So the little laser cut yeah. wolf on there for the, um, I say it's uh, Wolverson Fitness. Um, thought it was quite a cool little logo. Looks a little bit November Fox Trotty. Not that anyone's going to see it, but I know it's there. Um, Unless you buy so one yeah, of those uh, skeleton plate uh, skeleton plate characters. Or just some gaffer tape. Just stuck that to the <laughs> yeah. chest. And then everyone will see it. Oh, you definitely know <laughs> when you get hit though, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll put the links on the chat for Marky Mark, who's asked for those. Um, yeah, and, and following on from Richard's comment as well, like how the weighted plates make my PC conform better to my body. I've already yeah, noticed that, even with the Condor. So the Condor set up, it's not a bad plate carrier, to be fair. I ran that for a fair few years before I decided to have something a little bit more bulky. Um, I say bulky, a little bit more, well, decent, basically. Um, stitching on these started to fall apart after a little while. Um, from from fair use. I mean, you can see there on the the sort of the threads and things hanging off of it. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with this. I was actually going to sell it, uh, and then I bought the plates and I thought, well, this would be a perfect vest to whack them in because I've got anything on it. Yeah, yep. I can just run around with that and there's no problem at all. So it's a nice little lightweight you, system. When it sits better on your body as well, because exactly when I that. Put my weighted plates in. I was like, this is game changer. Like literally, yeah. it it sits because they're designed to have that sort of weight in. Um. Mm not just airsoft pouches or airsoft magazines and things like that. Um, literally it's, it was, it just sat so much nicely on my body. And when I was changing mags, I wasn't lifting up the plate carrier with it. It just kind of sat there as it was meant to. And it, it was so much more comfortable. Um, and then as so I got the one thing, better with my fitness, I, I have increased the weight. One thing I have noticed is the, um, it's, it's probably hard, quite hard to explain the, there's quite a lot of uh, loose fabric now on this on this plate carrier, um, where it's used to having a thicker insert in there. Um, mm -hmm. So, funnily enough, as Pegasus has just said, uh, I'd recommend getting some neoprene foam on the back for the added comfort. I'm planning yep. to add an element of foam in there as well, just to bulk that out a little bit more. So you've still got the weight, um, but it just it's just going to fill it a little bit better. So when it's, you know, everything's attached, there's nothing sort of sliding around and bits and pieces of that. Yeah, see, the ones also, I got were The only are falling over and they're having a whole load of metal just <laughs> yeah. straight on my chest doesn't really appeal. Um, yeah, see, my, my ones aren't metal. They're the um, thick. It's almost like, uh, you know, the matting you get in uh, kids' playgrounds now where it's sort of like a rubber 
It's a bit like that that's been cut into shape um, and weighted. And it, it doesn't flex or anything at all. It's, it's just like, but it's softer. So, like, if you do go over it, it will contour to your body a little bit more. Um, but, yeah. It's... <laughs> See, I I went for the metal ones because at some point I want to get shot and hear that. Pa-ding! <laughs> <laughs> but they'd be good when I want to put up my weight because I can stick my current ones to that plate so having a thin plate weighted plate one if i wanted to go back up um to the next weight i could get a couple of those ones and put them in um and get me up to i think the next one would be 12 12 would be my next one it says i genuinely thought you were going to say you've started a nofo plate brand yeah no, we, we did say it <laughs> But, but it looks did. a little bit like that. It's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to Wolverson Fitness, um, who had no problems purchasing from them. It all seemed fine. Um, that's probably the best review I can give of them. I haven't you know, <laughs> yeah. had a great deal of experience with that. But yeah, we'll um, we'll put some links up on the uh, well on the socials a little bit. Uh, Les asks a good question as to why you would buy them. Um, I'll let you go first, Andy, because you've had yours for longer. So I bought mine um, because I found that my plate carrier was twisting because um, I was just where I just had the free packing foam ones in there. Um, and when I was taking my magazine, as soon as I bought the um, Kydex inserts for me magazines um, or um, I found that if I was moving, my plate carrier would rub. Um, my delicate areas and my nipples. Um, <laughs> he asked the question. Some so people I'm pay answering. a lot of money for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it was actually Pegasus that said, "Have a look at weighted plates because it it holds holds everything where it's meant to be." And literally went out and bought some. And honest game changer. Uh, within a couple of months, I changed to a slightly heavier weight because I found that my kydex inserts were when i was taking the magazines out it was still lifting up a little bit um but now i've gone to the slightly heavier weight everything just sits properly how it's meant to be and it only takes i personally for me it took probably two maybe three games um and obviously walking around the house for a couple of months um so i reckon about a month in total uh, and i kind of got used to the added weight um but yeah that that was the reason that i bought them mainly for i know it sounds mad but for comfort comfort yeah, and see, I've, I've bought mine for um fitness really um i'm already a hot sweaty mess running around the airsoft field so i thought <laughs> why not add a little bit more weight get a little bit higher and a little bit sweatier um basically i do a job that involves sitting down 90 percent of the day so i figured that ultimately I need to make better use of the time. I can get some exercise. My plan is to also potentially buy a covert style vest that I can mm -hmm. slide the plates into. And then I'll, if I go for a walk, I don't want to be wandering around in a ballistic plate carrier because that for starters looks like you're a complete nutter. Um, well, I don't know around our area. <laughs> <laughs> in some places it's safer. It's just um, the norm. <laughs> yeah. But my, my plan was to kind of, A, it gets me used to wearing them. Uh, B, I guess there's an element of, you know, with Airsoft, uh, there's that kind of role play aspect um mm -hmm. 
of which we all kind of want to, you know, we all buy the the surplus stuff because we want to have that kind of proper proper surplus like military stuff rather than just you know stuff that we just bought online or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately the other thing is. I have had the same problem as Andy mentioned before in terms of the plate carrier sliding up. Um, the Condor one, funnily enough, I used to pair with a battle belt and it was actually permanently fixed to the battle belt with the theory that I can tighten the battle belt at the bottom and it holds the plate carrier from, down. Yeah, I because tried that. There's, there's nothing worse than when you're sort of running around, you lay on the floor and you've got the plate carrier basically yeah. coming straight up in your face. Um, I mean, it may still do the same thing and at this point it's going to be a lot harder if it does hit you in the jaw. Um, well, when you like... But, you, naturally, like the, the way your body forms, when you get down low, you do occasionally get it coming up a little bit higher. Um, it's just, it's just you've got something solid there, and if you've got massive childbearing hips or massive something else, you you are naturally gonna raise it up. Like you can't help that. That's just physics. <laughs> that's just, and that's just the way it is. But instead of it going up and staying up, now when you get yourself into position, it naturally sits back down to where it, it wants to sit. It's very rare that you end up having um, like your shoulder straps coming up and just staying up there. And then you having to pull your plate carrier down. That extra weight just makes it slide back down without you really even noticing. Yeah. And it does make it a lot quicker. Once you get used to that little bit of extra weight, it's so much quicker to get mags and re-index mags um and well i mean the other thing is is that if you need to do a speed assault or whatever ditch the plate carrier and at that point you just be fucking nailing it down <laughs> yeah. the field because you're, you're like oh my god i'm so much lighter just sprinting away down the field It'd be great um yeah uh as i said i think you should seriously do some plate merch but instead of armor plates you should print your logo onto dinner plates um we have funnily enough debated prior we've done a spoon we've done we a spoon, do a spoon. There was a conversation a long time ago where Lance proposed the idea of doing November Foxtrot tea cozies. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> or like when we were t originally talking about doing merch, funnily enough, we, we just sort of went down the route of let's not do practical merch. Let's do stuff that <laughs> I don't know why. It's just completely pointless stuff. Like, you know, um, the t November Foxtrot tire a... repair kit. <laughs> oh, wasn't there like the that? wasn't the toilet? You know, do you remember when you're at your grand's house where you had the toilet cut? Oh uh, yeah, the, the toilet, toilet roll, roll holder. The toilet <laughs> roll holder. We were talking about a little Nofo Fox one of them, weren't we? Um, um, condoms was brought up at one point as well because you know when everybody's yeah. in the mood, the first thing they think of <laughs> yeah. is preventing preventing yeah. fun. Um, or babies even but we did we did go down a rabbit hole with that one because then we went from a fox to all of our faces on on the end just smiling at yeah. you hello there you go that uh, is child that that is um <laughs> that is protection and half isn't it you take that out and see that smiling at you you'd be like no not in the mood anymore <laughs> pegasus says it's amazing how the weight disappears when you put your plate carrier on oh 100 i mean that's the thing it's yeah, it, it, it's weird to, to kind of notice how quickly you start ignoring mm -hmm. it. Um, but then I can imagine you will start noticing it a lot more towards the end of the day when you're fucking knackered. Yeah. So. But then once you get used uh, to it, I think that's when you benefit from it. Because i got to admit, the first game that I played in it, I was just like, what have I done? Because I was just absolutely shagged. My legs were aching. But then... The next game where I got used to it a little bit more, done a little bit more prep work in regards to um, like what foods I ate beforehand. Um, 
I actually noticed the difference mm. of how it sat and things like that. And in a vehicle, uh, absolutely brilliant. I prefer having a weighted plate in a vehicle than I do having the bendy ones. Because, like I said, it, it when as soon as you get out of the vehicle, it naturally falls back into position instead of it being like 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's a serious tip here. So take that with a pinch of salt because it does have a uh, wicked <laughs> sense of humour. Uh, if I'm worried about a chest rig rubbing, I will wear it topless and that will fast identify any points of rubbing. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it is a good... I mean, I feel I feel you probably identify a lot more rubbing points if you yeah. haven't got a top on because obviously the top's providing you an element of... Uh, well, I, you've obviously got various materials between you and the point and thing that's rubbing against you. I just think Ed wants uh, to see us running all around, running around topless. There, well, yeah, there is that possibility. <laughs> um, Ed, we'll be in touch about the uh, the NoFo charity calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Les says, where do you draw the line to spending a lot of money on kit for it to sit in the corner of a... I'll tell you what, hang on, sorry, I've really started going into questions. I'll come back to that, Les. Um... Uh, Andy, did you want to talk about your purchases? Because I'm oh, probably yes. 20 minutes into forgot. news. <laughs> well, they're old purchases, but they finally arrived. Um, ah. uh, as some of you may have seen on the uh, lovely post that I put out there. Thanks, Royal Fail, you bunch of twats. Um, my Kydex customs order turned up, so I bought the radio holder, which I'm very impressed with. But one thing is that I think it should have a cover. We were talking about this earlier, weren't we? Mm, a little knob. Flap. I think it should have a little knob cover. Mm. Again, going down that route. But yeah, it, it holds it really well. I, I'm quite impressed. That would be going on my um, something. I bought it. Don't even know what I'm going to put it on. So you bought it in black. Why, why the choice of black out of interest? Uh, because they don't do these in other colours. Fair enough. So, so that might be a rattle be, can job. Uh, yeah, so it'll be primed uh, with etch primer. Um, so it digs in a bit better. Um, black etch primer. And then I will probably spray it tan or maybe do a bit of a camo colour like I've done on my Mark 18 and M249. Like give it a bit of dust in. Paul as well says you can 3D print a cover, Andy. Yeah, I can. But I've only ever printed one thing, and he came out smaller than I was expecting. <laughs> so it Isn't did not go well. The, way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the missus was not happy when I tried making her a free toy, and it came out really small. <laughs> um, and then make sure that nothing's on there that YouTube and my. See, this one comes with cover, <laughs> and that's my new pistol pouch or Kydex insert. Very impressed with them. Highly recommend. Apart from thanks, Russia, for taking up the time because he has to print stuff off for you, other people. Yeah. Did you buy anything else, or should I go into our long conversation? No, I didn't buy anything else. Uh, not noticeably. Uh, I, I probably have bought some other bits and pieces, but uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Just just while you get the other thing up, I I Ooh. my my um my wife bought my daughter like a, a spray and play kit so it's designed just like this inflatable palm tree you plug a hose in and then the hose feeds water to this internal plumbing network and it's sort of like water jets kind of 
bubbling up and coming out the pump. So, so the instructions, the instructions on how to connect a hose. Step one: connect hose. Like, <laughs> because it doesn't come with an like you know the quick lock hose connections. It doesn't come with one of those. It comes with a screw thread, and not the screw thread. Not a helpful screw thread. Put it that way. Um, so, so I've had cut to the end off and just it. put a normal. Well, I've had to buy a connector now that screws in because I think it needs a male connector for the quick lock system, and then that should that should deal with it. Um, I would have just cut yeah, it off it and would, put a normal hose. The bigger on. thing I found was just the step one to, to connect the hose. Step one, connect hose. <laughs> it's like cookery instructions to bake a pie. Step one, bake pie. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> bake a pie. It really annoyed me. Anyway, all right, go on. <laughs> so I bought myself. This bag. I don't know what the bag actually is called. That's the field pack. So yeah, it's uh, for pack. GSRs. Uh, and it was previously owned by Jennings. Thank you, Jennings, for leaving. Um, and it is full of uh, PLCE webbing. So the little belt. I haven't actually gone through this yet. Just, just while you're getting out, Lance has chipped up. Hello, hi, I'm sorry for my absence this evening. Have a good, good meeting, pouch. buddy. We miss you. Little pouch. Cardboard box. Another little... <laughs> oh, a double pouch. Double pouch with bits on it. I'm nice. guessing that's for the connection, isn't it? Yeah, so they. So we. this is the chat we were having before the show, because Andy... Because I've never bought one of these. A lot about I don't PLC do a lot of webbing. So. You're... Uh, harness kit, which is obviously the bit that goes over your shoulders and everything like that, will connect to those black tabs on the top of the pouches. Right, yeah, gotcha. And then the PLCE system, from my understanding, and by all means correct me, is a little T-bar set up. So each of the pouches has like a little T-bar on the back. Some may have one or two, but the idea is, is that you then put that through a little um, indent in the belt setup. So the belt's effectively got like a vertical molly system it's not molly yeah yeah I but saw it's, that. it's, it's like a little yeah. molly type-esque yeah. system um that the t-bar perfectly slots into um and it means that the pouch itself is then obviously connected to the belt so you you do the rest of the straps on there as well connect to the belt and it won't slide along because that's the thing with a lot of belt pouches if you just mm -hmm. use like belt buckles or something like that there's nothing to stop the belt from just moving from around sliding around yeah yeah but yeah i'll pick that up um from who was it two four delta supplies surplus two four delta surplus um he's also the lovely gentleman that supplied you the food for our um intro into milsim um he has a much. facebook page um and we're looking to do future endeavors with him <laughs> there's a plan there's a there's plan a in plan progress <laughs> that we need to sit down and uh, we need to hash out but yeah Yes. Um, very grumpy individual, no. but he's as lovely as pie. <laughs> but when he's step one, back... bake pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right, um, we finish the news. But yeah, that was it. That was it. That was cool. my purchases for the week. And my tent's held up somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's I need to create like a purchase of the week thing, like a purchase of the week. Yeah, my little my T was it T four that French tent that I said that I bought. Uh, the, T. No, it's a F. I don't know F1. what the design F one. I don't know what the designation was. It was just sold as a French F two F two sorry F two. That's disappeared. 
Apparently they've sent it and it hasn't arrived. So probably Royal Fail again, being pricks. So a little bit annoyed about that. If any of you are postmen for yeah. Royal Mail, you're um, not please a prick. Don't, please don't get upset. Yeah. <laughs> Just the company you work for is, <laughs> is an arse, especially if you're around the Hemel Hempstead area and you're an arse. <laughs> or you could be one of these assholes that, that get a load of free airsoft kit. Right, that's the end of the news. <laughs> uh, we had a question come in right at the start of the show from Marky Mark. Is Mama Fraser still making them bandages or have you got any? So we have four left. Oh. We have four of the uh, oh, original batch of bandages. Yeah, if you've got one to hand, that'd be really helpful. So these are it's the... In my belt kit. Um, ah. These bandages have been... Uh, designed along the basis of trying to mirror a reusable Israeli bandage set up. Now, I appreciate it looks nothing like an Israeli bandage. It's effectively a foam pad um, in a cotton sleeve attached to a sports um, bandage. Um, we've been selling them pretty much at cost, uh, so we're not really making a lot of money. Any of the money that is made has been split between the podcast and my mum's crafting group. Uh, who have got love, mum, casting crew, and look, wounded. Exactly. I'm going to put some blood on mine. I think. Yeah. But that's. So there you go. So the idea is, is it's a self-attaching bandage. There's a bit of velcro on there. Uh, the velcro doesn't have to go to the actual receiving bit of velcro. It's attached to the bandage itself. Um, so if anyone would like one, please get in touch. We can we can uh, sort some out for you. Um, just give it's us very a good. Takes seconds to put on. No direction. Yeah, we are. We finally enough. We're talking at the um, Novo uh, Intro to Milsom event about the prospect of coming up with a consumable for it. So, the the one thing we felt it missed was that kind of packaging that you tear open with your teeth. And um, so we were sort of debating whether we could get something like that. Uh, not really very practical. Edible one. For, for the actual, <laughs> we could be edible. That would be quite. Like, just, I have to buy a whole load of edible pants and, like, cut them up and, like, <laughs> sew them together somehow. <laughs> Why has this man bought 4,000 pairs of edible pants? <laughs> Don't judge me as I'm sitting there yeah. cutting the strings off and stuff. But, um, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we have some left. We have some left. Daz says, Andy, look around your bins. If you're No, because they don't put them around the bins. They just put them on top, apparently. And then leave me a note saying, we put it on top of your bin. <laughs> um, right. If you've got any questions for the show tonight, please feel free to throw them in the chat. If you can attach a little cue to the beginning, as you may have seen already with some of the questions, it just helps us identify them in the chat thread as it comes yep. through. Les Evening, asks, Harry. Oh, hi, Harry. Uh, oh, so sorry. Uh, Richard. Rich McRae, Alex could have done with one of those at the weekend for his golf wound. So Richard's son, Alex, uh, seemed to sustain some ridiculous injury uh, with a golf club. I'm not oh, 100% certain that? the ins and outs of it. There's a photo on um, one of the one of the chat groups of just this huge wound. So big shout out to Alex and hope he gets better soon because oh. that, that looked pretty yeah. awful. Um, I know everyone's been taking the piss, but, you know, <laughs> I felt a bit bad for I'll him. I'll tell you what, it, pretty bad. in golf, like there's two injuries a golf ball to the face or a golf club to the face. Either of those are going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, but this was like a proper open wound. This was, yeah, I'm not quite sure what had happened there to, to cause that. But um, Or ran over by a golf cart. Yeah, true. 
Uh, and on that jolly note, sport. Um, <laughs> do airsoft Les, instead. <laughs> Les says, where do you draw the line to spending a lot of money on kit for it to sit in the corner of a room and gather dust? Again, why? So, I will take this one. I do not collect kit like most people. I will have... <laughs> I've got one Bergen. <laughs> I've got one day, day sack. I've got two sleeping bags, one for either seasons, like cold and warm. One plate carrier, one chest rig, one set of web... Four sets of webbing now. <laughs> <laughs> Because I haven't oh, found rot, one that the rot has started yeah. to set in, Andy. Yeah. Because I haven't <laughs> found one that I'm I've been comfortable in, so I'm trying to get a few together so I can kind of like miss and match them and use the pouches on the, some of the pouches I like. But then what I'll do is I'll shift those other four on, so I'll keep the one and then I'll get rid of those other three. I'm I don't like having stuff sitting around collecting dust. I just, I can't, mm, no. I can understand why people do, but I can, I'm not one of those people. I, I just, if I buy a kit and it's not getting used after six months, it gets sold. Because then I'll buy a bit of kit that I know that I want. <laughs> that wasn't a dig at Mike or Lance. That I, was just me being OCD with my kit. I am similar <laughs> to order. that. In that I buy things that I need. <laughs> However, <laughs> no, the, the the so there's two facets to stuff that I buy. Um, there is stuff that I want to build on on a certain loadout or something like that. So, for example, I've got a number of different variations of loadouts. Um, I have found in the past that that has given me the ability to be quite flexible in terms of what faction I want to join. If I want to do any uh, role play activities in in the game, um, or for example, say, and I've been to some events in the past where it's been useful to have a completely different set of clothes, um, where I've then effectively acted as a as a, as a spy, um, as a UN Swiss doctor, for example, or something mm. like that. So I've put together like a, a full setup for that, and it's not something I've necessarily worn again. So you have uh, a but costume. I really like wardrobe yeah it's basically a costume <laughs> yeah um but i have a slight issue in that i like doing things properly so for example when i did mm -hmm. the swiss loadout i decided I, d I didn't want to replicate anything sort of too specifically so i i used a polish camo um i used a swiss uh cap badge um for the doctor the doctor loadout and then mm -hmm. when i was a un doctor i had like the blue beret with the um the, the un badge but i like doing things as, as sort of properly as possible basically so i again i had like a plate carrier in that camouflage pattern and everything like that so it looked proper proper um yeah. now the problem is is that i'm also a bit of a hoarder and i acknowledge the fact that i'm a bit of a hoarder <laughs> and i don't think that's a surprise to anybody on the show um i i collect military surplus to an extent i've got some to me, quite interesting pieces. So, for example, uh, Osprey vests. Uh, we've all seen them out and about. Uh, Osprey, mm. there's a lot of them in um, Multicam. Uh, and there's a few in Desert DPM. Des sorry, Desert DPM. Um, I've managed to get hold of a Woodland DPM version of that as well, which was uh, produced as like a test batch um, to see like if the British Army or whoever would take that on. 
I've got a couple of the blue ones for the civilian loadouts. Um, I've got a multitude of Mark VI and Mark VIA and Mark VII <laughs> helmets. Um, I've got four vehicle crew helmets. Um, so I'm a little bit of a collector in that sense. Um, but you're um, a collector. Like some of that, some of that you would know you haven't bought to go out on the field. You've collected no, so it. stuff you've that, bought it as yeah. a collection. Yes. So there are some things that I have bought to go out on the field. And I think one of the biggest problems, funnily enough, in the airsoft industry is that we don't have the equivalent of like an airsoft debitums or something like that. <laughs> so you can't just go and try all this stuff on because it would be yeah. incredible. I, th I think the, the amount of stuff that is purchased for airsoft would drastically reduce if they had the ability that you could try these things on before you bought them. Now, I don't mean try as in, you know, you put it on and then run around the game zone because I appreciate that that might not... Um, you might find that you know a certain plate carrier or something like that isn't suited to you, and at that point you can't really return it. But mm -hmm. there's just so many things that you buy, and it's like, oh yeah, I like that, but now I've got it, I'm not really using it or something like that. And you have to sell it on as a private sale; you can't just return it, um, which is annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's why I've ended up with four bits of webbing yeah. because I haven't found one that I'm comfortable with um like the ones that i've done the events in of they've they've either rubbed in certain areas or um the belt hasn't it's been too thick or uh the pouches haven't been exactly how i want them to be and things like that so i've kind of got a bit of a collection to make up one kit one belt kit that i'm happy or webbing set that yeah. i'm happy with and then the but like you said you can't go into a shop and go like how good would it be to walk into a shop and go right I want that harness, that belt, that pouch, that pouch, that pouch, that pouch, that pouch. Build it all together, try it out for a bit, and then pay for it. Mm. Like, that would be amazing. Like, pennies, like, pick your own. <laughs> but yeah. I think I think that's realistically why the second-hand airsoft market is quite so big as it is. You know, you look at... Um, eBay, anything like that, all of this, all of this surplus military kit and everything like that. The, the reason it's constantly changing hands and stuff like that is because people are trying to find the setup that suits them. It might be that you you put together a, an MTP loadout and you go, yeah, this is really great. And then you decide to stop um, and do something else. You know, there's a lot of surplus equipment out there. You look at the number mm -hmm. of surplus shops out and about. So there's, there's clearly a lot of stock available that's floating around. Um, you've got people leaving and joining the army. You've got cadet forces that use the same stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's I all online. That's the problem. No one really has a shop that like you might have a army surplus shop that you can go to, but I'm not sure how willing they would be if you started taking off like the, um, yokes off of one and putting it on a belt and then swapping. <laughs> I'm not sure how shop owners would feel about that unless like, it's something that they advertise um but yeah i agree i think that's why the second hand market kit is so like, i've mm. bought bits of kit and i've gone um oh, size 40 trousers they're size 40 and you you buy them you try them on and you're like oh these are like 44 long and i'm a short ass <laughs> so, yeah. you end up but just then it's the cost selling of stuff on. as well yeah, yeah. i mean i, I have to, to admit I have been um, there. Uh, I'd say they're a friend of mine. They might not agree, um, but there is somebody that I am. Um, I, I admire, to be honest, in terms of their generosity. And I've been trying to 
replicate that a little bit. So mm -hmm. I, I'm unfortunately not in a position at this moment of time where I can just, if I've got something I've spent a lot of money on, I can't just give that away. I can't afford to do that. But I have effectively got like a, a level in my head of bits of kit that I've bought and I've gone, you know what, I'll just give that away. And I've been trying to do that a little bit more. Um, so some of the NOFO event with, for the raffle, some of those bits of kit, mm -hmm. um, if they're proper decent bits of kit, for example, and it's you know it's worth giving it to someone, um, that's what I've been doing. If it's brand new stuff, um, for the most part, I probably do sell that on. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, something I've got I've been admit, trying to like, do. Basically, lot, trying to help out other people and, a little bit more. Yeah, I've got like a lot of trousers from when I was back in my skinny days. Um, I've got I've got a full AOR two set that was hardly worn. Um, like if people are after bits and they're like size thirty eight, just drop us a message because they're only that's the stuff that's sitting there collecting dust. I find like webbing and things and pouches and stuff like that that I know someone will have use for. They'll they'll either go up for sale or um, it's like my universal um, uh, pistol holster. Um, I've given that to Darren because I've got my Cardex one now. I don't need, I don't need the two. Mm -hmm. So he's just starting off. So I get over to yeah. him. Like well, makes no, no makes no odds to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if anyone's looking for some trousers or AOR two sets, drop me a message. I've got some bits knocking around. Les says, Andy, what do you have that sits in the corner? And Mike, same to you. So what's one item that springs to mind that you, you do have sitting there collecting dust? For me, it's my uh, ballistic riot shield or ballistic shield that I bought. The Ken one. <laughs> yeah. I haven't yet done anything with that. It's sitting just behind the uh, the net here. It's it's just really cool. I'm going to mount it to the wall and I've got all these plans for it, but I haven't done anything with it yet. So It needs to come out occasionally. I was planning to take it out to NAE, um, which is sort of following on to the next question. Um but I'll let you answer your one first. <laughs> um, what do I have that sits in the corner? My old hammock. Doesn't come out often anymore. That's about it, is really. Is that just because you haven't got rid of it yet? Because it's the old one? Or is it nostalgia? No, it's sort of, it's sort of if I break my current one. <laughs> but that's that's hoarding <laughs> yeah like my weight is not going down like i'm trying but my weight is staying the same i'm losing inches yeah. but just I'm double not... hammock job done double hammock <laughs> yeah i mean more double hammock straps <laughs> like, you know those ton rated straps that, <laughs> that you get from <laughs> got, got two of those at each end <laughs> um, um no, I don't. Like I said, like anything that does sit there and start collecting dust, like if I notice, like oh shit, I haven't used that for ages. It's gone. Yeah. Because I know with that money, like if it's something that's worth selling, I'll sell it. Because I know that if I have that money, then I can buy something that I need. Most of it, the last. You've just muted yourself. The last. Um, the last sale that i did went on ration packs because so, i was running out so i was like yep need them i suppose my ration packs are sitting there collecting dust because i haven't done a lot since yeah but you yet. use those over time yeah um, but other than that that's it so rich asks um and i've lost the question now stupidly oh, oh is it gone he said thought you lot couldn't make naf 
So that's the National Airsoft Festival, which is next weekend. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm going. He's uh, still going. We had plans to all three of us be there. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we've had um, a variety of issues, which I'm not going to go into because I know that some of them are more personal than others. But for whatever purposes, Andy and Lance can no longer make it, which no. I won't lie, for me, has slightly tarnished it a little bit mm-hmm. because I was quite looking forward to the three of us being there. Um, so like... I get it. It's not a problem. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I don't mind. Unfortunately, my missus is not particularly well at the moment, um, and we have some quite important doctor's appointments that we need to go to. But she's fine. Don't worry. It'll be good. But one, un- unfortunately, has fallen on the Saturday. But yeah, bit disappointing. But obviously, you've got to look after the wife because she looks after us. And without her, I wouldn't have any of this. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> be sitting in the corner all alone no money <laughs> so yeah, yeah. unfortunately so real life situations. um see rich rich says naf is crap ass off with it i i take umbrage with the <laughs> you, number of people yeah. that say naf is shit and and there is a reason for this i grant you that the the setup is designed so that you know you, you've got a nucleus. There is always like a, an active point in that game where there's a lot more battling going on than in other areas. I have had some of the best. Time. Yeah, Kieran. So Kieran's one of the uh, the guys that I've been with probably for, since 2015 ish. Um, so it was originally um, my brother. He can't make it this year. Uh, uh, my mates Bill, Matt, Kieran, and there was sort of a couple of others sort of sort of ducked in and out. We we've had some really quite surreal experiences. Uh, NAF, um, there was the point there was like three or four of us up against literally a good 50 to 100 others players coming down the side of a valley and then back up towards us. Um, you know, I've had some really quite fun times. Not, and I'd like to point this out, in the main nucleus of this yeah. fighting that's going on. I find that if you go points. to the outside, if you go, if you don't pay any attention to their storyline, or their objectives. So you can don't don't get me wrong. There there are main objectives, and then there are other things that you can decide to do on your own. So for example, I've I've been involved with some patrols of just 20, 30 random players that I've kind of just gone right. Come on, we're all going to do a patrol, and we're going to try and sneak up on the enemy position. So whilst that main nucleus is going on, everyone's drawn to that. It frees up a lot of the rest of the game zone, and you get to go and have that kind of more milsim esque experience. Um, where you can kind of do the sneaky, sneaky approach and you kind of patrol in. And that's what I'm there for. I'm not there for the, you know, the, the chaotic fucking thousands mm-hmm. of BBs going over the top of your head because it's it's not much fun to me. Um, but this leads but on I, to That's the... why I take umbrage. I, I think that there are things that you can do, but granted, I do see the point that mm-hmm. there's parts that aren't people's, people's cup of tea. Yeah. The, um, the thing, well, like this weekend, um, I was playing at um, Rift Airsoft, um, mm. which is a skirmish. Um, and myself, uh, Pegasus, Tony Pony, uh, and Darren um, all kind of joined up. And we ended up basically taking over the um, snatch for the entire day. Um, and we were acting that, as that's a vehicle other. for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> just don't Google snatch, <laughs> put Land Rover snatch. <laughs> um, and we would, li- we were literally, we were grabbing a couple of extra people because there was some seats, and we were doing 
um, like proper tactics. We were breaking through their line, going deep in, like behind their front line, debussing, moving through, capturing objectives, and then taking them out so um, the skirmish players could move through. So we were still using it. Like you can use milsim, or I would call say milsim tactics or real life tactics at a skirmish, and it does work. Um, and I, it was one of the best skirmish days that I've had for a long time. Um, so it does prove that you can you can use the tactics that you learn from milsims in skirmishes. Um, especially if you've got an open it, like if you've got a big field, um, like a big open game zone, uh, especially like NAE, you can literally, you can move around. And if, you, if you're lucky enough to bump into another force that's doing the same thing, then you are, you are going to have, you're going to have a good firefight. Um, you can use your skills and drills in regards to cover and concealment and things like that. Um, and honestly, I do think that although everyone kind of poo-poos it a bit, if you're sensible, you can you can get a lot out of a skirmish if you play how you want to play. Mm. And then basically, there NA are things that will ruin it. Skirmish. There are things that will ruin it. And for example, that that going back to that nucleus, that's a shit place to be. Um, I've been at some events where the marshals have just started firing at people. Um, mm-hmm. Hate not going to name names, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but that was that was cack. Um, I got proper fucking annoyed at that one. Um, so there are things that specifically ruin events, but I would say that NAE, NAF for me holds a little bit of a special point because I've had some really good times there. Mm. Um, and I, I just feel that maybe sometimes people haven't experienced it in the right way yet. Yeah. Um, and this isn't an advert for NAE or NAF. It, it, it's literally just, yeah. Um, so just before you go on to the next question, I have one for the masses and yourself. So um, I played a game at a site recently um, that has the has a medic rule because they have quite a few players and the spawns are quite far apart. And they allow the medic rule. Um, and part of the medic rule is if you get hit, you put your hand up and you call for your medic. And But while you're calling for a medic, you're only allowed to say yes or no to if you're being medicked. So you've got your hand up. Can you be medic? Right. Yes. Can you be medic? No. Now, I noticed that a few players have worked out that they, if they play exactly by the rules, their player, like their teammate, can say um, anything they want and they will say yes or no. So... Um, the player would say the I could see him through the bush and they were aiming and they were like, Yes, they were like, No, 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 pointed at me and the um medic me, the person calling for a medic said yes and then the bush lit up. <laughs> now is that cheating? Talk. Yes. yes players, is that cheating? I mean not so it's not cheating if that's the rule for the game. All right. So I would argue that that is possibly not the best rule. I'm not saying it's a silly rule because it's possibly no. been put in place for a certain reason, but yeah, exactly as Harry said, dead men don't talk. So yes, but they're not dead. They no, are but they are wounded. <laughs> because yeah, in the context, yes, but in the context of an airsoft game, it's an honesty based game, and I would I would disagree that that provides any major benefit. I think the only thing mm-hmm. you should be allowed to say is, 
call for your medic player, or your medic color. Medic or like bleeding out or something like that. Or yeah. stop fucking shooting me, I'm dead. I think that's probably something <laughs> yeah. you can say as well. Um, I I don't think that's a very good rule, personally. Um, I'd be interested to find out the caveat as to why that, or like the, the background and nuances as to why that's come in. Um, yeah, see, to me... Presumably that's come up if, for a reason. Um, for me, it is to it. From what I understand, it was to encourage players to be medics. So you've got someone sitting there calling for a medic for five minutes, and the rest of the team run past you, like they do in Battlefield and every other game that you can medic someone. No one ever fucking does. <laughs> yeah, but you see, that's that's a failure of that team then, and I would argue yeah, that that team and that's what is not with. going to do well because, I mean, some games, for example, you don't have. Um, uh, you don't have like a regen thing. I've played some games before yeah. where it's literally got hit and you have to go and medic them. Oh, there you go. Pegasus has said the rule on side site was call for a medic and you can say yes or no into uh, the regards to be safe to be medicked. Yeah, well, see, that's exactly. So you're you're saying if it's safe to yeah. be medicked, what's the advantage? The whole benefit is if you shoot someone, they go down. If, you, if you've got the element of surprise on them, you can wait for the next person to come up and take them down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't like that. That's no. That's not. I'm not a fan. Um, I'm glad there is a. I've seen a lot of. I feel justified. Yeah, so now. I'll bring him up. So uh, <laughs> Harry says, "Dead men don't talk." Um, end of story. Richard says, "Cheating bastards." Um, <laughs> Harry says, "You know, even when you're making to be medic, just don't. Dead men don't talk." Paul yeah. Wales, that's cheating. Marky Mark, loophole cheaters. Apparently, Tony it may not be against the rules, but it's bad sportsmanship. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. problem. That's the problem there. So if you've yeah. got a rule in the game, it's not cheating. It's not, because that's the rule of the game. It's like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. There's um there's an actual loophole in Monopoly, because uh, it's, it, it's a formal rule. If, if a player doesn't buy a plot, you auction it off. But a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that that exists. Um, oh, I do. I do. But it's, not, <laughs> but it's not cheating, because you're playing it by the rules set yeah. on that event. Um Paul Wales, in the context of that, an injured but not dead player could indicate players. However, that would also allow enemy players to finish them off. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you've got someone sitting there telling me, telling their players where I am, I'm going to keep yeah. shooting him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the benefit of that. I, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. No, thank you. We may move on to proper discussions now. Yeah. I just want to feel justified uh, for a minute. Pony Honey says another thing plaguing sites lately is people complaining they can't move when they have multiple ways to go and a lot of cover, yet we still get told to pull up, uh, pull further away from them. I've not seen that per se. Um, I have been to a number of events where the probably the organisation of it is probably not very good on that context. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're struggling to move because there's certain pinch points and things like that, and you can't push up, and you're having the enemy force having to pull back, that to me is that you've got poorly set objectives, and you need to throw some additional objectives in there to draw, because otherwise you're just having a, a, a battlefield. Um, and by battlefield, I don't mean the game, I mean like the World War One. Yeah. You know, you, you've just got lines of force going backwards and forwards, whereas you need to have that fluidity with everything so that you've got people and players all over the place. Um I don't know. I've not yeah. seen that, have you? Not really. I think I think you make a game what it is. I think a lot of organisers do try to um, 
get people to go to an area so they get the firefight because they've we've all paid to pay airsoft we've all paid to shoot each other and i think a lot of organizers recently have said right well they need to have that battle every now and again so they they put objectives to pull people in um and unfortunately if one team's not willing to push through or and the other team's not willing to like if you're both just happy where you are you're just gonna blow plastic at each other um but then yeah again it's down to maybe organizers to kind of go right push forward pull back but then to me that's the organizers trying to resolve the situation yeah, I, I I just think there's probably ways of doing it without saying push forward or pull back. I think that it's a case of setting objectives or providing some sort of transport or something like that. To to I mean, it depends on the event and the game zone and stuff like that. Because I appreciate not everyone's got that capability. Um, I I think for me ultimately, I've, this is what it boils down to is the crux of it. I I don't like games where I don't have the ability to outflank or kind of think about it or move between buildings and stuff like that sort of try and move around the enemy and stuff Mm -hmm. like if to me that's too many players at an event um and that's probably why i like milsims more than general skirmishes um and and i mean that harks back to the whole nae thing and that i don't like being right in the middle where it's just literally firing at each other for no reason because to me it's a waste of point like waste of time waste of money not gonna enjoy it um Whereas if you've got the ability, you can, you know, all right, I've got someone over there. I can move to the right. Someone can hold position here, draw their fire, and we can we can come in from the side. Yeah. Um, that's so you're using fun. your tactics that you've learned. Yeah. Through more than likely learned more through doing mill sims than you have doing mm. a skirmish. Whereas mill sim skirmishes, I mean, the best thing I've ever seen at a mill sim skirmish is um, riot shields were in play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally a guy. So you could fire a pistol with this riot shield if the riot shield was down. So you you can't if you're to fire your gun, you can't have the riot shield in front of you. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. So he was running towards the enemy with his shield up, pistol just behind it, and then he would throw the shield down, take a couple shots, and then bring the shield back up again. And he was just really good at being quick with what he was doing, and he was manoeuvrable, agile. Just got forward mm-hmm. and basically just took, took a lot of people out. And then that's that's ultimately what skirmishes are. Skirmishes are just throw as many bodies at an objective and you will get there. Because um, ultimately, that's that's it's, it's the overwhelming force of numbers. Um, Milsim is not like that because you've got like hours potentially where you're dead if you lose life. Your, your, your life means more in a Milsim, whereas with a skirmish, you've just got to run back and touch that flag and then you're back out again. Yeah. Um, Harry <laughs> Harry says I shouted words of encouragement at players who <laughs> come out of the spawn just stand there get shot and then complain move I'd like it if <laughs> yeah. you actually shouted the phrase words of encouragement <laughs> <laughs> actually knowing Harry he probably did <laughs> and he did a pose as well he was like words of encouragement <laughs> I mean um, Shift Your Riffs was a good example of this so there was um I don't know the site well enough, unfortunately, to name certain locations. But uh, as you go through like the entry gates and turn right, there's kind of some ammunition. Uh, oh, Echo or Base. Like that with, with, yeah, breeze block buildings and stuff like that. And yeah, then you yeah. get out to the far end of that and there's like a road up to a checkpoint. Yep. Um, so right at the start of the day, 
there was such a, a cluster of people that were just stacked up, no one moving. The first two people are shooting around the uh, barricade. The enemies, you know, they've got a big defensive position. You're not going to get anywhere. You've got to push forward. You've got to put your numbers out to mm -hmm. actually take an objective. All just standing there behind a barricade. For starters, the first grenade that comes over is going to take out probably 10 people. Um, but people don't seem to think laterally. Like, duck down, crawl in. You know, there was there was a little low bush you could crawl in, and that's what me and sort of four or five others did. We just crawled in around to the left hand side, crawled through the bushes, and got into sort of a bit more cover. And then we were taking pot shots through the tree line, um, where we were in dense vegetation. Whereas the number of people that you see at airsoft events they just stand there, and then you get some dickhead 12, 12, 14 people back who's shouting, "Come on, push forward." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lead by example. Just run ahead and just get in the fray. Go Especially in a skirmish, you can just run, yeah. get shot. Yeah, you don't have to get shot. To be, you can still play it carefully. I'm not suggesting just like <laughs> yeah. lemmings. Just we'll just keep piling out because you will kill your numbers quite quickly with that. But just, just you know, lead by example. Get people moving and try to instill that way. Don't just fucking shout at people like some back backseat general. <laughs> <laughs> hey ho. Um, there we go. We had our little rant. <laughs> yeah. Rich says the jail is a perfect example of a site where flanks help. Yeah. Um, also did a game at UCAP where the entire team all blasted through direct towards the objective. The other team was overwhelmed. Exactly that. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, Ed says, I went to Redcon. It was a skirmish day. But when Andy arrived, it turned into a mill sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, And then the bastard yeah. shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you got your own back with your little video that you put on the. Uh, I on thought Instagram, that was rather clever. I thought <laughs> there was nothing meant by it, Ed. It was meant with absolute love. I just thought it was funny because I turned around yeah. and there was just this mess of where Ed was sitting and he'd gone. And I was like, "Oh, this is where Ed sits." <laughs> I had like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a question come in from Brad JS Millie. Uh, what's that comms company called based in Ireland, I think? Is it 4-2 Communications or something along that line? Desperately in need of a decent full comms setup. Yeah, so there is two companies that uh, I would go for, uh, which is JB. Uh, is it JB? JB JCI. Communication. JCI Communications. Um, and, yeah, I think it is 4-2. 5-4. Four, 5-4. Two. Two, four. Four. There we go. We always get it wrong. Um, he did my Pell Tours. They would be the literal only two companies that i would get in contact with uh both are excellent um and we do keep trying to get one of them on the show if not both of them at different times well you say that we haven't actually i don't think properly reached out to any of them yet but the plan no, is to have. get somebody on the show oh have we oh, okay yeah i have anyway oh okay cool all right we didn't know that so there you go. <laughs> um yeah um so there you go. That answers up. Yeah. They would be the two companies that I, I personally would ever use for comms communications stuff. Oh, and um, the aerials that are pretty good from Baz, um, from Opto. Mm -hmm. he's, he does good aerials and he's got some good stuff and he's very knowledgeable the as well. TVAS. TVAS. Tactical TV. vest aerial system, maybe? Yeah. It's on my vest, Something which like is downstairs, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, very good. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's have a look. So Pegasus asks, 
building on what Les asked, what's the one thing you regret selling? My soul. I've got something to spring to mind, so I'll let you think about yours. So um, when I first got into Airsoft, I started um, with a couple proper plastic double eagle um, BB guns from just BB guns. Because I was like, oh, I, I wasn't allowed BB guns growing up, and this was like university money. So it's like, ah, oh, this is cool. I'm going to get some BB guns, and I like just plinking, and then sort of got into the world of airsoft. Um, and a friend of mine, um, one of the other students on the course, was like, oh, I've been airsofting for a few years. I've got a whole load of stuff up in storage. Uh, it's costing me a load of money a month to keep it in storage. I don't play anymore. Do you want it for fifty quid? I was like, yes, of course, <laughs> of course. And I ended up with six six to eight massive boxes of stuff i mean this thing had a good six or seven rifles in it there were pistols battery chargers like literally it was like a startup kit for airsofters um and i ended up splitting it with my brother and one of my biggest regrets is that he took the p90 now whilst whilst the p90 is the magazine on it was awful the the way that the magazines work on a p90 is just it, it's not a lot of fun um, no. but it was such a nice sounding gun the way it was set up was nice the the silencer or suppressor or whatever that you put on the front actually made a difference to the sound I don't know why or how but it, it, it proper dropped the audio level it made it a nice like it's just a cool little rifle it, it you know it's obviously Stargate SG-1 I'm a big fan of that um, back in the day so that was oh, this sort of Stargate vibe so that's something I, I miss um, that he he took that and then subsequently sold it and I, and I miss it. Um, so yeah. that's yeah. I have to admit the one that I probably regret selling, just because they're so f expensive to buy another one, was my um, Opscore half mask, uh, gas mask thing. You know the um, battle mask mm -hmm. that they do. Had one of those, got it, got it at a pretty good price, but I never really used it because um, I didn't really do a lot of um, CQB games. Um, and then all of a sudden, now I've started doing more CQB games that allow smoke, and now wish that I hadn't sold it. That that would be my main one. And I have yeah. looked at new ones, and they're like three hundred dollars now. They probably were that much brand new, but yeah, a bit disappointed with that one. That was a, that was a silly mistake. Hmm. There you go. Um, haven't seen any more questions coming in recently. If you've got any more, please feel free to throw them in the chat. That'd be interesting to to discuss. Uh, yeah. Les says, "What's the overall cost of kit that you're not using, or that you are you? Uh, what's the overall cost of kit that you are not using that you're not using that you're not using? There you go. What's the overall cost of kit that you're not using?" seven pounds <laughs> i sell like literally this is the only bit of kit that i'm not well other than the belts we don't count the webbing belts at the moment but this this is the only bit of kit that i'm not really stuck to me patches that that's literally a helmet cover tmc tack helmet cover that's literally it. And the webbing. So say 57 quid. 
If anyone wants that, by the way, message me. <laughs> I I am not going to answer that question because I don't think I can actually put a number to it. Um, Thousands. Oh, I really have spent too much money on Airsoft. Like, Bear in mind, I've been playing. Since... I like the way you've basically just broken Mike with one question. Well, I'm just looking up at the wall. So, like, um, I've got my patches from Ground Zero. Um, my first one I got was 2015, and I know I started playing Airsoft two years before that. So I've been playing since 2013, and I have spent a lot of money a year subsequent to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my main hobby. Um, it's probably one of my very few hobbies, to be fair, that I've got. Um, and I do buy stuff. And I buy stuff that I don't need, and I know I don't need <laughs> it, but it's cool, and I enjoy it. So I, I'm not going to you... put a price to it. So moving on from that question, do you find that since you've got into more Milsim, Battlesim style games, that you are buying more real steel or X real steel? X no. huge uh, stuff. Yes. Or do you do you, yes. do you have you moved away? I don't mean this to sound cruel, but have you moved away from things like Emerson, Viper? And you've no. gone over to things like right. So you've asked me three questions now. Hang on. So there was the: Do I use? Am I finding I'm buying more military real steel stuff? Mm-hmm. Am I buying X surplus stuff? And am I moving away? So I. Well, it's all kind I'm of. I'm probably. Yeah, I, yeah, but there's three facets. <laughs> so I'm probably buying more real steel stuff mm-hmm. because I'm at a point now where I, I, I kind of know what I like. And what I use and functionality and features I can spot in a product that I'm looking at. And I'm like, oh, I like that. That's cool. That's better than the one I've got, etc. And they usually, usually with the increased functionality, there's a higher price tag because it's a, um, it's probably more real steel than, I mean, you say real steel, but I mean, a lot of surplus stuff is the lowest bidder. So for example, my Virtus bag system, it's got a lot of good features, but there's some features on it that I'm not quite so chuffed with. And at some point, I will probably change that out for a different setup. Now, at the moment, I'm happy with it. Um, but it will probably but be... But it's still a real steel. That's a real steel one, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the point being is that... The, I mean, like, Ryan is a good example of this. Yeah, He was talking and saying that, you know, other than a few bits of kit, quite often soldiers nowadays will buy stuff from Civvy Street that's that's you know mm-hmm. military specs in terms of the the product and materials and the specifications and stuff but it's not in current service because it's probably too expensive yeah. um so yeah that that i am finding i'm not buying so much surplus stuff because the bits of surplus stuff i've got i've i've kind of got enough of it um in terms of doing what i need it to do at this point i'm looking for the extra functionality on things like yeah, doubling up definitely. on purposes and stuff like that um now, the question about Emerson and Viper. No, I am not moving away from that. There are things that I still have that are Viper. So I really like the Viper single point slings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to get Viper on the show, funnily enough. I did contact them at Shift Your Riffs um, spoke to them there and sort of trying to get them on because I think that they are, you know, they're, they're a cheaper end of the market, but I think that there are bits of kit and stuff that they are producing that whilst it's cheaper, it's not necessarily the worst stuff in the world. Um you know, no, we are talking well, it's like their new their VX plates and things like that, and they're like that yeah. that sling that's hanging down that I keep putting my head in front of that one. 
That's yeah. uh, Viper. That's their VX range. I've run that since it came out. Not a problem. It, and that, that I've got another one for my M249. And you know the weight of my M249. Yeah. And it's held up with that. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Viper, but most people would look at Viper as being a airsoft brand, which I, which yeah. it is. Um, I very much doubt that you would have... But they're moving away from that. So when I was talking to... Um, I can't remember the name of the chap now, but there was one of the... Um, I'm going to call him the big boy in Viper, but uh, that's not in a detrimental way. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it, it, from from the chats I was having to him, they are now supplying bits of kit to various military forces. Now, it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be, you know, maybe maybe they aren't the life-protecting bits of kit, but if it's if it's a decent enough bit of kit and it's you know, it does the function and it's not going to break under the testing, etc., there's nothing wrong with it, you know. No. I'm not saying that everything they do is amazing, but you know I've got pouches and stuff like that that have lasted a long, long time. Um, they say the single single sling I really like personally. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't say I'm moving away from it, no. Uh, but that being said, there are bits and pieces that I probably won't buy. So, for example, and I'm not in any way with this statement implying that Viper iPro isn't up to scratch. But I probably wouldn't buy iPro at a cheap rate like that, for example. I, I, I'm, for the most part, tending to spend a lot more money on iPro or, or going yeah, to like some more well, of the yeah. slightly more, not reputable, but in terms of just, I don't know, testing. there's something about, yeah, it's obviously tested. with the testing and procedures and stuff like that. And like, and, and well, obviously the Viper ones have, have been tested, but like, for example, like um, a lot of the ballistic rated ones. They've they've been tested for years. Like you've got a company yeah. that's been running for 10, 15 years making iPro. You're gonna go with them. Unfortunately, over over Viper. Mm. <clears throat> but that like personally, I'm not so I've never never even looked at it. I don't it think Viper actually make my... iPro, to be fair. <laughs> I'm just looking at my no. <laughs> Um But yeah. But that, I'm um, not saying new, there's anything wrong. New Pro. With... New Pro is another new example. Pro. So yeah. I used to have some new Pro mesh. Um, and to me, you know, they seemed okay at the time, but having now made that transition to lenses, because I've, I've found some products that work for me and I, I don't struggle with them. Um, I probably wouldn't drop back to that again. Mm. Not, not saying they're bad or, or anything like that. I'm just, you know, it's personal opinion here, but, um, yeah, that, that's yeah. my take on it. How about you? Are you finding that you're... Because so I know you're I, very much into the real steel stuff. I like the real steel stuff. Um, mainly since I've started running nods. Now, I know this is going to sound elitist as fuck, but it's not, it's not that at all. It's the fact that now I can see when other players are wearing a cheaper brand, they do stand out with IR a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I obviously the real steel stuff um has IR coatings and they're they're designed to not reflect as much with that. So if I know that I'm going to a Milsim where you are ninety nine percent guaranteed to be going up against other people with nods, then I prefer having that small advantage over their advantage. Yeah. Um 
because really with nods you only really see someone when they're moving if someone's lying down in the grass you're not going to see them unless you've got um thermal or the thermal add-ons if you're just running standard nods or even a white light having something that reflects a light source back you are losing that small advantage mm. um my trousers aren't real still and they glow up like a christmas tree so i'm looking at getting a a, a decent set of trousers that are real seal that have the coatings on um but that's that's me not being a snob but just trying to get that extra advantage like seeing the advantage of having stuff that's been treated properly yeah once again i've i ran i ran a viper um plate for years there's nothing wrong with it um and actually i think i've still got one of their pouches downstairs because it's a really nice pouch because it fits mark fives in it perfectly <laughs> like it's, mm. an, it's a it's an ammo pouch but it fits mark fives in it so if i know that i'm i'm going to be running a lot of pyro so if i'm like head breacher or um that's my role for the weekend i will throw that one pouch on um because I know that it would be handy for having pyro on me. <laughs> Sorry, Ed has just said, Andy didn't buy nods to see in the dark. He bought them to identify the poor people with Viper clothes. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's not what it was at all. I knew it was going to sound like a... Oh, it makes me sound like a twat. <laughs> um, we've got some uh, important news. Um, so, Whoa, Lance, news. whilst he can't be here, breaking news, uh, the British Army roll mat is currently seven ninety nine on Prepper Shop. As a flash sale, oh. so if you are after a British Army roll mat for eight pounds, um, bear in mind you can also use the code Novo Ten to get an extra ten percent. I believe I'm pretty certain that's still working. I'm, I've not been informed otherwise. Uh, no, um, it is still working. There you go. I used it last week. And and just to reiterate for anyone listening, we don't get advertising money or anything like that. For no, like we just found it really funny last time. We just <laughs> like cheap stuff, and um, they, and they it was are, hilarious last time, wasn't it? Oh yeah, like literally, we we t we mentioned obviously the short back Bergens or whatever like that. They're on sale for a tenner, and we were um, watching it and we count just down. watching the number. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun. With oh, there you go, there you go. Lance said the code is working. He's just used it, so there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Um, one thing I did just want to point out. So um, Kieran has said my iPro were Viper. I bought them at my first NAE, and they are still holding strong. Um, so again, nothing against Viper. However, what I would just like to show you here is something. Hang on. Right. This is the Viper website. Okay. So this is Viper Tactical Shop. And again, I'm not in any way saying that these are not good iPro. These iPro are £3 for mesh glasses. Now, ignoring the mesh aspect of it, because I appreciate that, you know, there's, there's people that like mesh and there's people that are very much against mesh. Um, I've worn mesh for here. a long time because that's fine. I've worn mesh for a long time because I really struggled with fogging. I hadn't found a, a product that I was able to play with. Um, and if I hadn't used mesh at that time, I probably would have given up the sport. So, but there, I would like to point out their website. They say that they are certified CE safety standard, but it doesn't say to what, um, you know, high density, high strength polymer frame, custom steel mesh lens. So that's fine. You know, for all intents and purposes, we're going to assume that they are sufficient glasses and they are very cheap. They are three pounds. If you go to Edge, so this is uh, some eyewear that I like to use at the moment. 
These are the Edge Sharps, Sharp Edge. Um, they're 30 US dollars. I'm not quite sure what they are in the UK. I just I think they're about 25 the kid, 25 quid right. over here. 25 kids. <laughs> That's how much quid. they cost. 25 quid. <laughs> 25, 25 kids. <laughs> um, these are glasses, obviously. So these aren't full seal. So there's obviously that, so that safety risk as well. Um, these tell you specifically what the standards are. You know, they are high spec ballistic standards. So it's worth checking what these things are when you're buying them because don't just get suckered into the price. We've we've said before, you know, good eye pro, you've only got one pair of eyes. Um, yeah. But they you, come with we, a vapor is, shield, which I find really helpful to keep the fog down. Hmm. Um, but this I'd is the thing that these. we were talking about, wasn't it? You can't yeah. you can't rate a mesh go you can't rate a mesh goggle because it's open. Yeah. A mesh goggle can't have a rating of protection because it has in theory no protection. Um, whereas like a, a lens one has to have a level of protection to stop it. But also, crazily, um, if you were going by the letter of the law, a motorbike helmet does not give you the correct amount of um, protection uh, for your eyes. Oh, because of the visor? Because the visor isn't rated to the impact ratings that airsoft sites should be sticking to in theory even though mm. you could get hit in the face by a rock at 90 miles an hour and it just chips it but it hasn't got an official rating something we found out recently yeah that's interesting yeah because it hasn't got the rating of what airsoft is asking for mm. even though it'd be more than up don't go running around with an airsoft yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but there you go. I mean, that's that's the point I'm trying to make in terms of like the yeah. products are not necessarily bad. I'm not criticizing the products, but what I would say is, you know, just because things are cheap doesn't mean that there aren't for a little bit more money, you're going to get a heck of a lot more certainty with mm -hmm. what you're buying. And I, and I think that's the point, you know, horses for courses and all that. So morning, Phil. Glad you could join us. All right, folders. <laughs> Right, uh, Paul as well said Ryan had a burn hole in his roll mat this could be an opportunity to remedy this yes Ryan get on it get yourself a cheap British Army roll mat because <laughs> there's no other place that you could potentially get a roll mat from yeah also let us know if your uh, pooch survived <laughs> mm. um, right were there any other questions oh yes uh, forgot my username nods versus a £10 cheapo torch shoot the torch Okay, fair comment. <laughs> you shoot the nods. Got to see me first. Because <laughs> um, trust me, even without the... nods, I'll see you first because you'll be waving a yeah. torch around. <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, I mean, we, we're going to, funnily enough, have a chat. Uh, tonight's show was going to be originally about fighting in the dark. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll post not like until... Not like... Star Wars, where he has his eyes covered and he has to hit the ball. Okay. Not that sort of, not that sort of fighting in the dark, fighting in night um, time. Yeah, so we're going to be waiting until Lance is um, available for that one because uh, mm. we've got, you know, NVG. Lance's got some thermal, and then I've got some torches. I love a spotlight. Um, <laughs> yeah, who saw that coming? Um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's that's the intention for that. But I mean, ultimately, let's be honest, it's going to be down to your budget, isn't it? I think any air softer. 
anywhere. If they had the ability to take the price away, if they had the ability to get nods or a you know, super expensive torch, mm-hmm. they're going to be picking the nods because it's just cool. Yeah, It is. Also, everyone says, oh, nods, you're elitist. Don't buy that. If you want one, you've got your gun. Don't buy that second or third or fourth gun at 300 quid. Put that money to one side. And after not buying four or five guns, you've probably got enough to buy a set of Gen 2s. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, all I would say is with the elitism, I know what you're saying in terms of, oh, you're elitist because you've got nods. I think, unfortunately, there are a lot of people them. with nods. No, but there are a lot of people with nods who are elitist. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have that. Sorry, I've got something in my eye and it's causing me to eat. Um, there are a lot of nod zeds <laughs> nod zeds um i'm not saying they all are they're not you know there's a lot of very nice people out there but i think potentially it's, it may be just be a case of you get the um few that ruin it for the many um but then you get that in every you get that in every branch yeah. like in every aspect of airsoft like is are the people that have um a vehicle HPA that own a tank yeah vehicles Vehicles, HPA, um, snipers, MWS, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they have a certain level of elitism as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, it all depends on how you look at it. Like everyone used to think that TM, if you owned a TM, you're an elitist. Like when I first started, if you had a TM, you were like looked upon with disgust but also weird envy mm. it was really weird like it was a very strange time for tm um it was just it was just one of those things but yeah, yeah. i just think you're gonna you're always gonna get someone thinking that they're elite because they've bought a certain bit of kit And unfortunately, that's never going to change because the human race always wants to outdo the other person. Mm. Which, to be fair, they can do in the dark because they can see. (laughs) Yeah, without a torch. Uh, Yeah. Because also Um, as well, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Walking, like, chipping around in the dark going, I can see shit and you can't. (laughs) It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I mean. I think if you give people the option... You know, I mean, I, I would be willing to bet if you gave people the option between, you know, I'm going to give you either here's here's a set of nods or here's a thermal. I'm I'm willing to bet people would go with a thermal because the thermal is, in my mind, just that one step cooler than the nods. Um, if you gave, yeah, it, it's it's. But then there's, this there's is, a cool this aspect is... to it. Everybody wants the cool gizmos and gadgetry. But. Um, Lance has come up with a really brilliant point and we, me and Lance were talking I think actually all three of us were talking about it um, we said nods are awesome however he's used them uh, used nods several events um, and it's made him complacent with the noise and movement at night because you can see and I 100% agree with that I do find myself because I know where I'm going I can see a branch in front of me so I'm just crashing around it because I'm looking at the branch, but I'm thinking, oh, I'm not going to lose my footing. Whereas if you're in pitch black and you haven't got nods on and you're walking, you are utterly aware 
of every single sound. Even your breathing, you think you're breathing too loud. Whereas nods, you just kind of go, yeah, I'm breathing. <laughs> right? Because it's you can see everything. It's still it's like a mental thing where you're just kind of like just chipping around. Yeah. And I would just like the more ability, noise. though, to not have to hold the back of Wayne's shoulder when we're walking around <laughs> <laughs> because I can't see. Um, Although it uh, is... It is quite funny as well when people I've noticed it on a few events where I've had my I've had my nods on and the person a couple of feet in front has got um like a really nice proper peg box. Um and they think that they've turned it off, but they haven't. They've put their IR laser on. And that they don't obviously they can't see it because that's the whole point of it. Yeah. And you kinda like you have kind of have to like nip past everyone and go, You've got your IR laser on. People are like, no, I haven't. And it's like, trust me, <laughs> you've got your eye on everyone. Like, <laughs> so that's something that people need to be aware of as well. Like if you do buy mm. a nice bit of kit, um, like a peg box or even, even an IR torch for the look, always be mindful that you, you do have that possibility of making yourself noticeable with people that have not. Yeah. So it's always worth checking your kit. Yeah. As well. I mean, if you're on stag duty with a set of nods on and all of a sudden you see a, a bright light shine around you're like you're, you're, oh yeah that, that's someone with an <laughs> yeah. IR torch and then you see a laser come out the tree line and like just line up well you know exactly where that person is and it's the same yeah. thing for me with tracers tracer units are are they are cool you know they look, oh, they look wicked awesome i have been up against so many people with tracer units in the dark like one-on-one and I can all, I know exactly where they are because I can see them. But that's another thing as well that I've noticed a few people starting to do now. When they are using a tracer, they, um, especially in mid caps, um, and, and I do it in my LMG, is where they mix the ammo. So mm. if you're running two eights, you kind of basically put um, like five rounds and then a tracer, like like you would in real life. So it's the only occasional shot, so you know where your round's going. Yeah, I, I think it's quite a good tactic and quite a good way. It doesn't look as cool, um, but it does, especially on a milsim sort of environment. It does, it does work really well. Mm. Um, but if you're in a CQB site playing against speed softers, just whack it on full and just <laughs> have, have your laser beam going. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, literally, it was a long war game. Um, and we were laying in the tree line waiting for them to come up. And then they were doing the classic thing of just firing. You know, they're all airsofters, as soon as they get out into the field, right, I'm just going to test my rifle. It's like, fuck's sake, mm -hmm. why are you doing that to start with? But, <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're walking towards us in the dark. We can see exactly where they are because every once in a while there's just this round of ammo coming out. We're like, okay, right, just wait, wait, wait. Now light them up. And with all three of us just, just laced them up and got them all. Because yeah. it was, yeah, just ridiculous. But they are cool. I do like, and the, especially like the um, the Spitfires. You know the little uh, units. Oh, that... the one that Lance gave me for the AK. Yeah, yeah, that's sexy. As... I'm going to swear one now. That, like illuminates the gas and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that is cool. fucking sexy as fuck. <laughs> like yeah. In the dark, it looks bloody awesome. You don't even need tracers. It just looks awesome because of that gas. <laughs> like that is probably the best gift I have ever been given. Airsoft wise, I was like, that is so sick. 
And then he messaged me and goes, I think I gave you the wrong one. And I was really like gutted, but he didn't. It's okay. It's all cool. Thank you, Lance. I love you. Yeah. Um, right. Just quickly going through your comments because I'm conscious of the time. Um, we've gone a bit. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that one already. Um, Ed says, not Ed's. Yeah, not those Ed's. Viper detecting not Ed's are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Rich said, Lance has joined the GBB gang. He's already in the cool kids. Um, fresh me. I don't own any and I'm not fussed about having them. I like cutting them out without them. Pegasus. I think that will get better with practice. Lance, I found the depth perception with, um, when under nods cause me to make more noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing because you're not looking where your eyes are with nods. You're obviously looking from like there. Um, yeah. Sort of off your face. So there's. Yeah, but also as well, um, you don't, if you look, unless you're running digital, if you look down, you have to change the focus in. So you have to set your focus into a distance that you think is going to be useful to you. Um, And I personally have mine set further away um, just so I can see um, mainly uh, enemy forces or, or people. If I'm walking the dog, you could do one, one for one, and one for the other. If you've got jewelry, yeah. you, know, you can have one though, far sighted, and just, just basically walk along like that, depending on which way you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich says my tracer has no IR signature unless it's firing. It also illuminates one in four. Looks amazing on the M two four nine. Imagine that's pretty cool. Uh, Paulus Wales, a big handful of tracer loaded into the mag first gives you a good indication that you are getting to the end of the mag. That's a good idea. I mean, you could yeah. use two different colours for that as well. That's an idea. That's so what I got, used to um, Yeah, sort of like green or something like that. It's like your, your your normal tracer and then the red's the, the end of your mag. Um, yeah, I used to do Pegasus, it. So the first seen... five... Oh, sorry. The first five were red. So I loaded in five. One, two, three, four, five. And then I knew as soon as I saw that first red round, I knew that I got four more shots after that. So you can get yeah. yourself prepped. No, With an LMG, that would make no help, would it? It's like, no, it oh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to load and like the, 20. And after, yeah, after running. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I mix half bottles in my LMG. Like the people that came to the intro into Milsim um, that came down and had a shoot of the LMG under nods just so people could see what like the difference of red tracers and things were. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mix too. So it's not always a constant stream. Yeah. Sometimes. Unless you really unlucky. You... <laughs> Pegasus, have you seen the smoke generating tracers? I've seen those. I don't know if you've seen them. No, I haven't seen them yet. So it's like a little unit that generates a little puff of smoke when you're flying fire. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's so like shell ejecting stuff. Shell ejecting stuff's awesome until you then realise, oh, I've got to go pick all these up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unless the you're smoke ejecting tracers. <laughs> yeah. The smoke, the smoke generating ones, they do look pretty cool. Um, I suppose it's just basically that, isn't it? It's just a vape. Yeah. It'll be a vape sort of idea, won't it? Oh, that'd be cool if you could flavour it. <laughs> My gun smells like raspberry. The <laughs> 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 trouble is, you end up with getting people just sitting there sucking on the end of their guns and you have a load of shots <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> um, right, I'm just going to run through the last few comments because I've got just the time now. Um, uh, Les says, Mike, what's happened to the beard? It was starting to look messy. I had to take it off. I'm sorry. Um, I'll try it again in future, but it's not looking good at the moment. 
Bigfoot Airsoft, I wish you could try before you buy, especially with Rifts. A lot of shops you can now. Um, I know um, I know only Airsoft. Um, they have two stores, one in Stevenage and one somewhere else. Um, they, they'll let you try a weapon uh, before buying it. And I'm pretty sure Whitesphere Tactical do as well. Like if you went down to uh, one of the game sites at Rifts where they've got one, um, I'm sure they'll let you have a little little black with it. Um, I mean, I guess it depends shops, where you're buying uh, it from, doesn't it? Like, yeah. if, you're, uh, if, if say you're buying something from Patrol Base, I'm pretty certain Patrol Base have a range, I believe. Um, I've never been up there. The one person no, that's the Pegasus. Pegasus. Ah, Pegasus, yes, no. Um, but if you're obviously buying it from down south, from up north, you're not going to have that opportunity necessarily. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but always ask. Always go if you go if you go into a shop, if you've got a local airsoft shop, ask. Um mm. they'll either say yes or um they'll say no. If they say no, you still haven't really lost out on asking. Never be afraid to ask. <laughs> uh going back to the merch, Rich says if you want to do merch, you need to do a November Fox Drop camp bag, especially for Lance. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> We'll just do like a little extender piece that you just fit in to make them really easy to put in. <laughs> yeah. um, Paulus Wales, November Foxtrot Portaloo Survival Kit would be amazing. That's something we could actually do quite easily. That might have to be uh, something we consider. Um, Les says, and I for air freshener, oh, <laughs> to surplus. Um, yeah, we need to get that. that before. Uh, I think, oh, Rage says, I've been doing training, so this is right back at the beginning. I've been doing training sessions with some guys says everyone who got caught dogging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pony Tony, that was the first day with weighted plates. I turned left while running. My ankle did not, so I twisted that, plus the weight ended up nearly breaking my ankle. Mm -hmm. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Paulus Wales bought some weighted plates, but bought flat ones, which are a pain. Tempted to see if I can put a slight bend in them. Not sure if it's just going to fuck them up, though. You can maybe take them to a machinist. Um, There are machinists out and about that might be able to do it for you. Uh, Maybe consider that. Put it over a um, speed bump. Drive over it. Or that. Um, <laughs> Slowly. Two different options for you there. Take, take whichever one takes fancy. <laughs> um, cool. Oh, yeah. Pegasus says, I believe their new shop does have a range. So that's Patrol mm-hmm. Base. Uh, cool. Right. Uh, next week, we're probably... Oh, no, we're going to be having Mission Taters on the show. Yes. Next week, yes. So we're we finally nailed him down. Yes. So we're going to be talking to him about all things customized clothing. We've had him on the show before a long time ago now. And it's been a it's been a bit of a while. So we're going to have mm-hmm. him back on to catch up. Um, yeah, should be good. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with the show with any questions or anything like that, you can do so on our email at nofochat.hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo. And the website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. You can also get in touch with us at 9 Airsoft, at callsign underscore crossmaster, and at the underscore punished underscore one underscore. There you go. That was remembered well. Without, <laughs> yeah, that was, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so... the. If you ever forget those, they're also on the November Foxtrot one, so you can just go on there and you can find us through that as well if you want to talk to us specifically individually um, or just chat to us on the main ones and we, all three of us can pick those up. Um, Please feel free to give us a like. just helps us beat the algorithm. Yeah. Um, If you want to subscribe as well, that'd be grand. If you want to share it, that'd be cool. But 
just a little like really really helpful yeah. um you don't have to but it would be appreciated no. just appreciated yeah. uh other than that if you are at nae or naf this weekend give us a shout uh i will Go also be uh not not like it's a celebrity thing at all just if you're around at the military odyssey on monday i'll be there too um let me know and we can meet up for a high five or something really weird like that if you really want to um but hopefully <laughs> as of next week i'll have a few little extra purchases maybe um what i'm particularly looking forward to is trying to find the stall that i went to last year that had all the usmres because i want to see if i can get a few of those cheap um because there's a few flavors of those i've not had and i haven't had the pizza too. one yet no that's Apparently one that's of them the... and the meatball marinara one that i had a while ago i want to get another one of those because that was proper good as well um, i'll get the um uh i've forgotten which one it is it's the pork patty breakfast one okay oh that's phenomenal i'm just gonna build a shopping list and i'll just go along and be like i want all of these <laughs> <laughs> um and throwing it to lance uh please feel free also to leave us a review so we've obviously got reviews on apple yes. podcasts uh which is itunes um facebook facebook YouTube doesn't do reviews, think, does it? I don't think it? that's what I was just trying to work out if it did. I know Spotify doesn't. I shall um, but please leave us a review. We will read them out in a funny voice. Are we on Spotify? Um, I didn't even realise we were on Spotify. We're on Spotify, but they can't do reviews on Spotify. Um, yeah. Other than that, Andy, any closing remarks? Yes. Don't ask, Good. don't get. <laughs> don't ask, don't get. <laughs> Uh, and Pegasus has left a review. The latest episode stayed surprisingly on track without Lance. Bring back Lance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Hopefully Lance all. will be back next week. Yeah, if you do leave a review, uh, you can't on YouTube. I just checked. Um, if you do leave a review, um, make sure that you put which language you would like Mike to um, attempt to copy in the um, reading of your review. Yeah, because let's piss off the entire world all at one go. <laughs> I want to see your Russian one. <laughs> oh no <laughs> right we'll see you all next week say goodbye Andy bye Andy see you all next week have a good one see you later guys stay nofo stay nofo <laughs> <laughs> ciao ciao Bella <laughs>